Mysterious visitors, the Jehovah Witness glisteners, are they, um, you know, Jehovah Witnesses, we've all had them, but are they um, always what they say they are? Are some of them not human? That's what I wonder. Anyway. <laughs> but first, <laughs> but first, we'll, uh, what have we got here? Then? What, what are you fancy talking about? Um how about mystery as skeletons are found with hands? <coughs> Have you heard of this one, Zero? No. <coughs> Hang on. <coughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Co-host's dead. <laughs> oh, I'm always up for some mystery skeletons. Yeah. Uh, what have we got here, then? Let's see if this fucking story's moved along. Uh, right, mystery is skeletons found with hands tied. Archaeologists have confirmed the discovery of over 40 skeletons in shadow, shallow graves at a building, building site in England. The grisly find was made in December of late last year by construction workers who have been laying the groundwork for new retirement flats complex on West End Farm in Buckingham. What makes the discovery particularly unusual is the fact that the bodies were all buried in shallow graves with their hands tied behind their back. Uh, they were prisoners of some kind, said District and Town Council Councillor Robin Stutchbury. They could date from Anglo-Saxon times when they were killings in Buckingham or from the Civil War, which also saw casualties. Or they could be criminals who were hanged on the gallows in the town. As things stand, as things stand, however, little is actually known about the find, and the firm responsible for developing the site has come under fire for not being forthcoming enough about the discovery. Uh, an archaeological oh, where, where report. Was this? Buckingham. Buckingham. All right. Uh, an archaeological report about the excavation also continues continues to remain elusive. We are unable to comment on the archaeological remains discovered at the West End farm site at present, as we are still awaiting a report de detailing the results from the ar archaeological contractors. Said a spokesman for Bucks County Council's archaeological service, B Bcas. When the bodies were removed and no answers forthcoming, the whole thing remains shrouded in mystery. That's what we like, yeah. Good we old like, shrouding it, shroud of mystery. We yeah. like a bit of. Uh, we like a bit I of. I think mystery. that's near there. Yeah. Have you? No, uh, I think, if I remember right. Yeah. Correct. There was loads of skeletons of dogs uh, uncovered near there. I think Buckingham. In that weird. Oh, that's just come to me. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, there's a weird place near there, some sort of Roman sacrifice cult. They found all dead, uh, or found all uh, 
Yeah, canine remains and sort of like weird ritualised arrangements of them. Yeah, we'll have to do that another time. Also, this one, this one's been I've been meaning to do this one for a while. Um, a very strange house with no door and no other means of access is to go on style in England for a mere hundred and thirty dollars. <laughs> Situated above an alley, alley between two other properties in Wisbeach, Cambridgeshire, the house is part of a terrace of old buildings ba- dating back to the sixteenth century. Described as comprising of a single, currently inaccessible room measuring approximately twelve square square foot, uh, twelve square meters. The, the peculiar property has no door, no access staircase, no other viable means of entrant, en- entering. The walls on either side have been bricked up, and nobody, not even the auctioneer, is tasked with tasked with selling the building. Knows what lies in, uh, inside, or even how large the space is. It's probably just full of cobwebs, Victoria Reek of William Brown said. It's it's certainly one of the weirdest ones we've had at auction. The house is due to be sold on February the 20th with a guide price of $130. Uh, exactly how the new owner will get inside once they've cool. it, however, remains unclear. I should imagine one of the build, one of the people either side is going to buy it and knock it through, aren't they? Yeah, that's interesting because in Bangor in North Wales, there's a there's a, like a long-running nightclub called The Cube. And I must have walked past there about 200 times. And it was only the other week I realised there's a weird, like, boarded-up room, like, stuck on top of the nightclub. It's really, uh, really odd. You know, the rooms are all bought... Uh, there's a single, like, a double-cubed-shaped room. The, there's two windows that are boarded up, but are stuck right on top of this sort of nightclub, you know, with all the sort of flashy... Uh, fascia, whatever it's called. That's weird. Yeah. Oh, I like it. I like the old weird rooms. Yeah, amazing. One for uh, one for all you arachnophobes out there. Uh, a gargantuan funnel web spider that is double the normal size for its species has been discovered in Australia. Nicknamed the Rock after the wrestler, uh, enormous arachnid was found discovered wandering around a suburb on the coast of New South Wales. Um, someone picked it up and took it. Where it'll become part of a special milking program that collects venom for use in the development treatment of spider spider bites, it will be. Yeah, the funnel webs, they're the ones that hide under your toilet and bite you on the ass, aren't they? Yeah, fuck that. Uh, but, I don't mind. So I like, I'm like I'm friends with the spiders because they kill all the flying fuckers, don't they? Like, yeah. fly, I hate flies, so yeah, I like the spiders, but I don't I don't like them near me. <laughs> no. Because well, they, they, they said like, like the av- the average the average Briton eats like about five spiders a year, don't they, when they're asleep? But I, I'm not too happy with that. Because nah. they're about, isn't they? You know, they crawl about. Oh, God, I've and, just uh, found one. your mouth when you're asleep. Early, earlier in January, a tour guide in South Africa recently posted a photograph showing the fate of his prized goldfish, Cleo. Uh, uh, Basically, as a spider eating his <laughs> eating his fucking pet goldfish. Oh, Ooh. oh yeah, that's too much. They fight um centipedes as well. Yeah, that is just freak freaky. That is. Oh my god! How about this one? Real life blob has seven hundred twenty sexes, but no brain. <laughs> you know. A zoo in a zoo in Paris. Uh, hold on, I just shit. Share you a link with that one. This is quite nice. This is one from 2017. This one is, but I've just seen it. Nicknamed after the titular creature of the 1958 science fiction horror movie The Blob, this bizarre unicellular organism is so strange to be forgiven to think it can't be real. 
uh, said the I yellow. I think I've heard of them. Yeah. This they yellow live st- in basements and that, and like creep or crawl about like the blob. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, it can it looks get like- quite big. Looks like a fungus, but acts in a sp- inexplicably like an animal with the ability yeah. to detect and digest food, despite the fact it doesn't have a mouth, eyes, or even a stomach. Yeah, that's just too out of this world, isn't it? I it can move without crust. legs or arms and can even, he- even heal itself within minutes after being cut in two. Oh, a straight out of HP Lovecraft, isn't it? That's yeah. Like, the official yeah. scientific name is Hycerum polycephalum plasmodium. Jesus. Yeah, did you want to do some uh, folk tales? Yeah, I like a bit of the old folk tales. You haven't heard heard this one, have you? um, So, Gellert is a legendary dog associated with the village of Bedgellert, whose name means Gellert's Grave in Gwyneth. Gwyneth? Gwyneth? Is it Gwyneth? Yeah, Gwyneth. 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 I thought it was Gwyneth. Yeah. North Wales, Northwest Wales. In the in the legend, Llewellyn the Great uh, returns from hunting only to find his baby missing, the cradle overturned, and and Gellert with blood smeared mouth. Believing the dog has savaged the child, Llewellyn draws his sword and kills Gellert. After the dog's dying yelp, Llewellyn hears the cries of the baby unharmed under the cradle, along with a dead wolf which had attacked the child and been killed by Gellert. Llewellyn is overcome with remorse and buries the dog with great ceremony, but can still hear its dying yelp. Uh, after that day, Llewellyn never smiles again. So this is this story. Yeah, the story is a variation on the faithful hound folktale modi- motif, which which lives on as an urban legend. Yeah, it's weird how that happens. Yeah, there's like the underground fiddler in there as well. That's like a widespread across Britain, where some some lord some lord's got some lord discovers this mysterious tunnel under his under his garden and. No one's no one wants to go down there, and they sort of eventually find someone, and he goes under the, he goes in the tunnel and plays his violin, and then the violin goes quiet when he's halfway through the tunnel, and it was all variations on that, yeah, sort. But in Prince Prince Llewellyn, uh, one of the two known meteorite crashes in in Wales, one of them landed on the Prince of Llewellyn Hotel in about 1949. And uh, he became the king of Gwyneth eventually. So I reckon that's a weird place to, weird old town bed, Gellert. Yeah. I think yeah. I've drove through there once. Yeah. As a passenger. Yeah. Yeah. Wales is full of, full of the old weird stuff. Yeah. I should do more investigating, really. I'm, I'm stuck with public transport. So if I want to go to these places, that takes about like two or three buses to get there. Are you, you're a bus wanker, then, are you, as they say? <laughs> Yeah, it pisses me off. You know, you got like <laughs> waiting around at fucking bus stops. Yeah, <laughs> I will try and get out to some of these places. Yeah, we need to do some, need to do some OBs, don't we? Penmon Penmon Priory and Anglesey. That's a really good one. It's got Sheila and a gig inside it. Yeah, a what? Sorry. Great stuff. Sheila and a gig. You know those those like stone carvings of a woman holding open her vagina. Sheila and the Geek, yeah. Sounds interesting. Serious place, yeah. <laughs> they lived on pigeons, the monks. They've got a big dovecote there and they sort of ate a lot of pigeons, yeah. Oh, so, no no vegans back in them What's days. No. Dissident wants us to arrange a 14, 14 words tour. <laughs> Would be, that's, that's what they all lads do. On tour, all these lads like, on tour. Uh, thingies, isn't it? Yeah. 
Have a, you do like a, do those one of those horrible flashy posters, couldn't we? <laughs> right. So, are we ready I'd... for some content, or do you want? To, or is there anything else you want to talk about before we get into it? Nah, that's just about it, really. Yeah. Nothing weirds yeah, happened to just... you this week, then. No, I've been quite normal this week. Yeah, I've had, the, had some strange dreams, but they're not really worth recounting. They're just like crazy dreams, you know. Sort of <laughs> me running around and sort of doing things. <laughs> Megabus, Megabus spooky tours. That would be good if we could get like a Scooby Doo van or something. Yeah, we could actually <laughs> do a Scooby Doo investigation, couldn't we? Hire someone to be to be the other people. In oh, the get town. down the Hellfire Caves dissident says. Isn't that oh, where, yeah, isn't yeah. that where um, is that the ghost of Suki, is it? What's that? What is that the Hellfire, Hellfire Caves? Caves? There's a uh what she was like a maid or something called Suki. Oh right, yeah. The... Got got Do you know the story I mean? She got pregnant. Yeah. She got murdered because she was pregnant, weren't she? Yeah. Yeah. They're seen... probably probably true, yeah. Probably all sorts of stuff went on down there, yeah. Because he built the cave, he built the the inner the inner cave, like the big cave where they did the rituals, like directly under the church. Because he built a church on top of the tunnel complex. Yeah. And he used to he had a, he built a golden ball on top of the church, and he used to sit in it and drink uh, what was it, brandy laced with sulphur or something or brimstone. That's, that's the oh, same as sulphur, isn't it? Yeah. Pretty weird guy. Really. I know brimstone yeah. smells the Francis same as sulphur. I don't know if it is the same. We'll wait we'll wait till Hobbit joins us and then we'll ask him. Yeah. I don't know if it's advisable to drink uh, brandy laced with brimstone or sulphur. I, no, but I that's apparently what he did. Apparently that's what the devil smells like when he appears, doesn't he? So must, brimstone. Must have had a good old time back then, right? Sorry, what uh, didn't didn't isn't that what the devil smells of when he appears or demons? Yeah, yeah. Brimstone. If you burn if you burn sulphur in a haunted uh, haunted house, that usually attracts things. If something's going to manifest, yeah, yeah. Strange, strange stuff. I, just, I don't know. It's not funny, but yeah, it's a strange, <laughs> strange stuff. Strange stuff. Sulphur, yeah. Right, so what do you want to start with? Do you want to start with bogus social workers, men in black, or black-eyed kids? I reckon the social workers, yeah, because we've got a bit of British audio for that, haven't we? Oh, yeah. Do you want me to play that first? Mm. Yeah, that'd be a good one, yeah. I don't know. You're going to have to bluff for a minute while I find it. Yeah, this comes from Crime Watch UK in 1991, I think, and I find it really odd that you know, this sort of respectable BBC programme chose to feature the, uh, the 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 phantom social workers, which was a quite a crazy phenomenon of strange people big... knocking on people's doors. Oh, that's the other thing we were going to talk about, clowns, weren't we? Because there's been quite a few clown yeah, packs as well, hasn't there? Yeah, that's freaky as well. Obviously, it's freaky, yeah, but... Do you remember that bloke that used to, that that used to be yeah. on Facebook? What's that? There was a there was a guy dressed as a clown who used to take pictures of himself on Facebook. <laughs> no, I don't know that. What did he kill someone or something? No, no, he just used to take pictures and spit and creep people the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, oh, it creeped me out. Yeah. Wait for that thing to download still. So, do you want to talk about bogus social workers for a bit? Then we'll play that clip in a sec. 
Yeah, I guess uh, I've got so many things up. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Bogus social workers. I've got an idea that, um, where's it gone? Because they only seem to contact white people. Like they knock on the doors of sort of nice, respectable white people or white mothers. And I haven't, I've looked, but I haven't found one case of them knocking on a non-white person's door. So I'm wondering whether it was some sort of unconscious fear of like us being overtaken by other races. You know, like with with the grooming gangs and all that. That could have been some strange sort of. You know, you get these like strange like mass psychosis things. That might have been something like that, or some sort of weird sort of prophecy divination thing that they these women were picking up what was going to happen in the next decade. But well, I've found a yeah. a, a, a newspaper Curious. article from the Independent. Um, huge sums wasted on bogus social worker hunt. Police blame, blame media for causing panic over visitors masquerading as officials after massive operation proves costly but yields no arrests. Yeah, that's Thousands the thing, isn't it? Wait, they'd, no be, quite, they'd be quite hard to... They'd be quite hard to catch, wouldn't they? Because they're not known by the people. And yeah. it's... Uh, you know, you need a dodgy wig, don't you? Because they usually wear dodgy wigs, don't they? Dodgy wigs and yeah, and strange sort of necklaces sometimes with like letters on it, like M and S and that. Yeah, big gold, those horrible sort of flat, blingy sort of necklaces. Yeah, one out of uh, one, one of them had an M and, and let the other one had an S. Yeah, and the bloke would sometimes be a bloke who'd sit in the car while the woman sort of hassled the mother. It's very strange, yeah. But I suppose that was before sort of domestic CCTV, weren't it? No one had CCTV on their house back then. Yeah, so. exactly. Um, so thousands of, of thousands of police hours and hundreds and thousands of pounds of public money has been spent investigating a crime that has caused widespread alarm, for which no one has been arrested. That doesn't seem to be a crime either, does that? Other than entering the house and trying to take the job but failing. I don't think they had, no, none of them actually took a child, did they? Yeah, exactly. They just hassle, sort of, because the woman would always be at home, wouldn't she, when the husband's out at work, and they'd just come round and scare the shit out of them, really, wouldn't they? So this is this is uh, yeah. so paedophiles and child childless women have tra traditionally been seen as the culprits in reports of people masquerading as social workers and attempting to snatch children, but criminologists now think most of the incidents are no more than a mis than misunderstandings or cries for attention. Leaving, leaving possibly only a handful of genuine cases. But not one case has been confirmed. Using press reports from the past five years, police forces have contacted in, police forces contacted in the areas reported crimes all said they had not arrested anyone. In 1990, the biggest initiative took place in South Yorkshire. That place again, South Yorkshire. Yeah, that's like a <laughs> hotbed for everything, South Yorkshire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, where operation a lot of Chal ONA activity in there. <laughs> well, you got you got. Uh, well, was it was um was the Ripper South South Yorkshire? He was uh oh god, where was he? He was ah uh, my, was he my geography's east? crap. Was he further north or east? He, I just think he's up north. He's generally up north, so that must be right. Yeah, South but, Yorkshire. But the ride into Yorkshire, aren't they? And they go across, there. don't they? I think. Because Yorkshire's always been a hotbed for like black magic and 
like far right activity. It's curious, like because it's very it's a big stronghold, isn't it, for the BNP or, or it was. And yeah, there was a lot of ONA order nine angles stuff was going on in South Yorkshire. Yeah. There's a big ley line goes through South Yorkshire that cuts through um, that uh, uh, Bempton, the, the Bempton horror horror bunker with all the satanic graffiti on it. Yeah, that's an interesting uh, old place. Where Operation Childcare gathered 250 reports and involved 23 police forces. A year later, no one's been arrested, and of the 250 reports, police bleat. Police believed only two were genuine and 18 worth taking seriously. So they're doing a sat- satanic panic job on it, aren't they? Yeah, it's the same as the Nothing satanic to see panic, here. isn't it? Nothing to see here, isn't it? It's the cover-up job. It's like a, a massive craze. It's all over the media, but there's nothing to it. Or, or, or well, uh, well, I say there's nothing to it. There was something to the satanic panic. A few people got busted, but they weren't really Satanists. They were just people sort of using that to scare the kids and that because they used to use or some of them used to use the exorcist film to scare the kids and that but i don't think they were actually satanic people because i suppose proper satanists they're a bit more elusive genuinely elusive well, they tend they? to be a bit I more think... vip don't they seem, seem to have yeah. the means to cover it up better don't they although that guy in in south wales that bloke who was into crowley he was quite uh Quite that was quite a big cult, a proper cult. You know, they all had uh, Aya Horus tattoos on on them, didn't they? And they would. Who's that you're talking about? You're talking about the. Um... No, that's the new. Oh, that horrible! That horrible guy. Uh, I can't think of it. That was a couple, of, few years ago in South Wales. Kid Welly, that was. Interesting name for like a paedophile sex cult. He lived in Kid Welly on a sort of in the suburbs. Kid Welly's got a big class, house. You are. I think it your, your sound keeps going a bit like like un, not weird, but I can't hear exactly what you're saying. But... Hold on a sec. Um... And it goes. Is that better? That's better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kid Welly's got a castle, hasn't it? All right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It whore. It whore out the female members to get money, and uh, he was in. He was like one of those people who sort of like. Bastardized Crowley's stuff and oh, what, is he a bit, a bit like um, ends and all that. What was, it? what was the one with the flirty fishing? Which cult was that? That's the Children of God. Yeah, David Berg. Yeah, that's another yeah, yeah. loony play. Loony. Uh, that's genuinely uh, loony. Yeah, that's what uh, Whacking Phoenix's mum and dad were in, weren't they? But, yeah, I think they had a group over here. Yeah, had a section over here. They were worldwide, and he used, he used to do those weird um, hand-drawn fucking paedophile co- circulars, didn't he? The comics, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's quite open about it, yeah. Very sort of like, it was all on the table, weren't it? Yeah. So, right. Kind of curious. Like, so, I mean, that's why it's, they're so suspicious when it's like that, because there's got to be some sort of weird sort of CIA mind control thing or something if they can get away with it for that long that level of don't give a fuck (laughs) it's just like that yeah just mental so detective superintendent david oh just just oh go on then i'll just address the chat yes harl i am from norfolk yeah and yes (laughs) cult mechanicus i know about the spring hill jack i was i wrote a film script about it but 
that that wasn't going to work. But yeah, we'll have to cover Spring Hill Jack. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah, yeah do you think maybe we should do him with? Because um... he's a str- he's a, he's a he's a bit of a strange visitor, really, isn't he? Spring yeah, Jack. I mean, is there a lot to do on him, or can we can or should we see if we got any room at the end of this episode? Well, he, well, he just sort of like used to appear, do the usual mo of like scaring the shit out of maids and young women, and then he'd jump over houses whenever he, he was at, chased by the police. He got shot at by the army mm. once, didn't he? Because didn't he land yeah. on the guard box? He was last seen in. Lit- I think he did, yeah. Or, or whether that was him or, or or an impersonator, I don't know. But he was last seen in Liverpool in about nineteen. 19- 1910, near, interestingly enough, on uh, or near Mason Street, which is part of the Williamson Tunnels, that network of tunnels built by this Victorian guy under Liverpool. So he might be like living under there in the in the Williamson Tunnels. They think yeah. rather than jumping on roofs, then he actually went down instead of up. It's possible. Yeah. I reckon he's still there, yeah. He's just like uh, lying low for a bit, yeah. But what a strange bloody, strange bloke. Yeah, he literally just like thing. bounced people, didn't he? Because <laughs> mm. my my friend had it, and I've just remembered my friend had a strange, uh, mysterious visitor in Canada because he lived in Liverpool, not too far from Mason Street. Funnily enough, and he said like in that must have been the mid mid nineteen sixties. Him and his mates were like playing in the street or something, and then suddenly he looked up and. Hiding behind a chimney on the roof was this, like, he said it was a flaming man. Like a man, but he was all made of flames. And he pointed it out to his mates, and they all saw it. And they all pointed at it. And he said it looked like, that looked like shocked that they could all see him. And he said it ran along the top of the roof and then sort of jumped off into this um, courtyard. And... He, he, he saw blind this was true, and they all ran out, ran into the courtyard, and all they found was like a, a sort of charred outline of a of a human, like those uh, like they do when they draw police draw around a, a murder victim, and yeah, because black eyes. He swears uh, blind that that happened. Springheel Jack was supposed to have had flaming red eyes, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, like black shock. Yeah. Yeah. Folklore says you should avoid things with flaming flaming eyes, which I suppose makes a, makes sense. It's good. Yeah. It's good advice to live your bit, life by, isn't it? Like, <laughs> bit devilish, isn't it? Sort of flaming eyes. Yeah, I'd say I'd say that's that's pretty good advice. Well, it might be something to do with the element of fire. Like they're either got flaming eyes, like from the fire inside them, or they are literally fiery humanoids. Yeah. Fucking weird. Yeah, he swears. Bl- he swear, like I say, he swears blind. He's not bullshitting. Yeah, but imagine that. Like you're playing in the street, and then there's a fiery man on top of the roof. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the. It's just weird. It's just, <laughs> just one of these weird things that it just it just happens, doesn't it? It just happens. But, but you never see like a watery man, do you? Like. A, a bloke made of sort of like drinking water, that'd be pretty pretty interesting. Well, like the aliens in the abyss. Like a man wait uh, Yeah, like a man made of waves. <laughs> that'd be really surreal, wouldn't it? Do you remember the abyss? You seen that one? 
Uh, the um... oh, your sounds going really weird. I can't. Where is it? Um... Uh, there's not a lot I can do. Uh, let's have a look. That's like you you start off all right, then it goes sort of underwater. I can't sort of hear. How's that? Is that better again? Who's? That's better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I was, I I was talking about the internet. But... Yeah, I, I was. I was talking about the uh, James Cameron film, The Abyss. Oh yeah, yeah, I seen that. Yeah, yeah, because they were water aliens, weren't they? That's right. Yeah, they were. They were the. That was all sort of bit Lovecrafty. Yeah, because Lovecraft's uh, is it Cthulhu? Not Cthulhu. Uh, Dagon. Well, a lot of the Lovecraft energy. Dagon. Yeah, they Dagon's live underwater, the underwater, didn't they? Isn't he? Yeah, Marco Coletti. No, I haven't seen it. The Grey State trailer and the story behind the producer. I'll check that out. Yeah, I always like Leeds. Yeah, uh, right. So, do you want me to carry on with this uh, article? This article from the Independent, yeah. then. Um, so Superintendent David, Fo- David Foss, in charge of the operation, said the main difficulties they faced came as a result of people believing media hype. He was convinced by some of the complaint that convinced some of the complaints were genuine, but thought it was blown up all out of proportion. Lack of, but the lack of interest and the fact so many episodes are unsolved or proved to be false makes it impossible to tell whether most are hoaxes or genuine misunderstandings. While Operation Childcare was in existence, a South South Yorkshire police spokesman admitted that alleged bogus officials investigated ranged from general social workers, door-to-door salesmen, canvassers, and researchers to point to portrait photographers and television and a television crew. Because <laughs> a bit ironic in Operation Childcare. Yeah, yeah. Could have done with that. Could have done with something like that. Like uh, for another sort of another form of like. Um, yeah. Invaders, yeah. Operation yeah, cover up, that was, wasn't it? I uh, forgot I was going to say now. <laughs> they also did one in Scotland as well. Lothian and Borders Police set up a special unit as a result of spates of reported in- incidents since 1990. Chief Inspector Douglas Watson said, There have been no arrests. We disbanded the squad in July last year. The bottom line is that there is more than one team of people involved. There were ones we felt were worth investigating, but a lot of the reports were malicious by attention-seeking people. Criminologists search, searching for motives in genuine cases support theories of self-appointed child protectors. People convinced children are being yeah. abused or those trying to gain attention with false claims. Uh, I've heard that, but it's a bit hard to believe, isn't it? Like people actually, real people, sort of dressing up as it. and sort. Of, I suppose there are nutters out there, but... I don't you get what's his name, don't you? The paedophile hunter. And things like yeah. that, don't you? It and could, I be, know, could be yeah. someone in that sort of vein, couldn't it? You get a few prats who like dress up as men in black and go to like UFO conferences and like sit at the back like mysteriously <laughs> What writing in, writing but, furiously yeah. in a in a notebook. <laughs> yeah, they do some of them. They do, yeah. It's just like, oh god, they do the full bit. But, but, but that—I mean, that's caught and that's caught and like police and prison, isn't it? If you're dressing up and hassling innocent young uh, mum, single mums, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> strange. 
Dr. Bill Thompson, a forensic criminologist at Reading University, lists four categories. Some are paedophiles, some are upset women. The third person is a self-appointed child abuse investigator. The fourth group are copycats, something with no someone with nothing better to do. Um, but surely all these people are in the local area, aren't they? If you, if you suspect a child of being abused, then surely you'd be from that area, wouldn't you? You wouldn't, you wouldn't be from out of the area, which means someone, yeah. someone would like respond to that. And surely, and surely you'd just phone phone the police or whatever. You wouldn't go around the bloody house and pretend to be a child child social services person. That's yeah. just nuts, isn't it? That's... But uh, then again, I suppose like people do all sorts of weird shit, don't they? But... So he said, when reports got in newspapers, the copycats started. Or it could be the second group again, a woman who has had a miscarriage or lost a baby. It could be somebody who wants to borrow the baby or worse, a person that believes it's theirs. Or finally others want people to believe them in order to get attention, favours or sympathy. Mm. Uh, Ray Wyatt. Ray, oh, they quote Ray Wyatt now. You've heard of him, haven't you? Isn't Ray Wyatt who Crackers based on? I ain't heard of Ray Wyatt. Oh. Uh, yeah, Ray Wyatt. I'm sure I've heard of Ray Wyatt. A sexual crimes consultant who also who worked on Operation Childcare saw them as self-appointed child abuse investigators. He finds it difficult to blame paedophiles or would-be mothers. To do it in this way is an incredibly high-risk strategy. Also, no babies were actually taken, although some pe some children were examined. What on earth was going on? There are many other ways of getting hold of a baby, but he refused to accept that the cases are all mistakes or hoaxes. Uh, meanwhile, social health, social and health workers have tightened procedures. Paul Phantom, <laughs> F A N T O, yeah. policy offer. There you go with the cabalistic names, yeah. Yeah, P policy offer for the British Association of Social Workers said steps have been taken locally to tackle security problems, but he called for a national register of social workers. Um, oh, blimey, this goes on. Well, his name bit. was Paul Phantom. Yeah. Oh, God, I've got to write that down. Fucking hell. Paul Phantom. F A N T O M. All oh, right. F A N T O M. T-O-M. Yeah. Shit. Because that sounds... That's, that's almost like phantom ass, isn't it? The, like the phantom, French surrealist Well, another, another name for him is phantom social workers, isn't it? Yeah. Well, there was a guy called phantom ass who, who was like in, in like these these uh, sur early surrealist films. And he'd, he'd dress all in black and like creep about and climb up houses like uh, Spring-Hill Jack. Yeah. Weird names. These names, yeah. Oh, find, it's a I finally found, finally found a case study. So here, this is what kind of your average one probably goes like. So Anne Wiley, who put, who experienced the person that's posing as a health visitor with the apparent aim of examining or even snatching her 20-month-old son, is deeply critical of those who dismiss all cases as misunderstandings or cries for attention, writes Glenda, Glenda Cooper. Since last October, when a woman called at house in the Hamilton Strathclyde wanting to see Robert, Miss Wiley says she, feel, she feels like hiding her son in the washing machine when strangers <laughs> call at the door. Why the washing machine of all places? Uh, <laughs> I thought it's strange to start off. Oh, with. They'd, ne they'd never look in there. Yeah, good idea. They'd never look in the washing machine. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was strange to start Probably off with. Probably not advisable, no but yeah. <laughs> yeah. not if you accidentally put it on. As no one usually comes to my back door, she says this woman... She says, this woman said she was my new health visitor and she had come to check his medical records. My son had been ho in hospital and he was asthmatic. I said to her, do you have that identification? She says, oh, I must have left it in the car. <laughs> it's so like stereotypical Scottish. 
Something my usual health visiting never does. I looked at the car and there was a gentleman in there smoking a fag, which again was strange, as you wouldn't wouldn't have thought health visitors would. So I asked her my son's name and she hesitated. But then she got out this file and I don't know if it was my son's, but she seemed to know all of his medical history, how long he'd been been in hospital and so on. She was talking to my son, but was but it was pouring with rain and said we'd all better go into the living room. I took my son inside and she was away. And she was away. Took my son inside and she was away. Miss Wiley rang the office of the woman who had been a health visitor and found she had not been replaced. She reported the incident to the police, but they have not been able to track down the woman or discover a motive. The shock of the narrow escape hit, hit Miss Wiley and she has affected her since. I'm very wary now, she says. I don't like opening the door or talk, talking to people I don't know. You should always ask for identification, she added. If I if I hadn't then, the police would have been coming round to my home saying we haven't found Robert or we haven't found him, but it doesn't bear thinking of. You can't can't take any chances. Miss Wiley told the police that the woman's in her late 20s, about 5 foot 4, slim, with light brown hair and a small mark by her right eye. She was wearing a light blue coat, similar to that worn by nurses. The police said they were treating the incident very seriously, but they have not been able to identify the woman concerned. And Miss Wiley is worried she she might try again with someone else. So that's the end of that article. Yeah. That sort of reminds me of the horror of doors and windows. Because they could be terrifying things, can't Ever since I saw that that uh, Salem's Lot thing, you know, when the, oh, those little kid vampires are, like, scratching at the window. Like, oh, that shit. Oh, that really does it for me, yeah. Uh, yeah, I haven't, and just like I, haven't liked, I haven't liked windows since then. Yeah. And like if if you got like a door without like a, you know, someone knocks on the door, that could be anyone, couldn't it? You open it and there's a bloody uh, demon standing there, you know. I've never liked doors and windows. <laughs> well, they are. I'd board them all up. If I, if I had my own place, I'd board them all up and just have like a trap door thing. Fuck windows. Brick going, the fuckers up. Going through an underground tunnel. Some bars on them. They're <laughs> <laughs> all bars on them and that. <laughs> so, go on then. Your, your turn now. Then what's your bit on the... Uh... Um, uh, um, if I can uh, add lib. Uh, I just uh, I was thinking about... Oh, God, that's clowns, really. Though. Oh, speaking of... Um, this isn't really a... Uh, phantom social workers but speaking of clowns and because we're going to play that crime watch clip i remember watching crime watch in the late 80s and one of the sort of segments was this clown who he dressed up as a clown and got on a push bike and then attacked a hairdresser and i thought that that was really weird but i, I could i've been trying to find the clip but i can't find it but yeah like with the social workers it's just it's just like we just said, it's just a generally strange thing, and I think, I think it's a genuine thing, and I think it's something to do with just like women, because you know when women get together, they all menstruate at the same time, don't they? And I think yeah. maybe they had like a, they all sort of psychically got together without realising it, and were just tuning into uh, the the future of this country and how children are going to be at risk or something something like that right you ready for the clip now yeah i'll just uh i've just got to uh, replenish my glass but yeah i'll stick that on while you're doing that then 
Over the past few months, the unusual crime of child abduction has made headlines, notably after baby Abby Humphreys was seized from hospital in Nottingham. In that case, of course, a woman has been charged and is awaiting trial. But there have been two other series of attempted kidnaps which are causing police a great deal of concern. One group of offences is centred in West Yorkshire. The other, perhaps unrelated, is in Bristol and in Gloucester. The cases in West Yorkshire have all been unsuccessful, but they've been going on for two years now. There have been no fewer than 29 reported attempted abductions, either by a woman on her own or, in one case, by a woman with a man who was pretending to be a police officer. In each case, the woman has posed as a social worker or as a health visitor, but she's fled when challenged to produce identification. In Bristol and Gloucester, the offences have all involved women who have posed as health visitors or as social workers again. There have been seven reported cases in a month, all between the 4th of July and the 4th of August. Lisa, tell me what happened in your case. Um, I answered the door. Uh, there was a lady stood there in a blue uniform. And she said to me, hello, I'm your health visitor. I come to speak to you and see your child. And as I looked at her, I noticed that she had no folder or paperwork with records of my children. So um, I asked her for her ID badge. She said, uh, I'll nip back to the car and get it. With that, I went into the front room. And as I looked out the window, I noticed that she got into a blue Ford Escort and drove off. A blue Ford Escort? Yeah. You didn't get his number, did you? Or uh, all I know is it was A registration. A registered. Now, she was wearing a, a necklace, you described, to, to the police. Tell us about that. Um, it was gold in colour and um, it had a name on it or it could have said mother, but I know it began with M. Now, Anne, your case was, was strikingly similar in some ways. Just, just explain again what happened. Well, the same thing happened that she came to the door and she said that she was my health visitor. And she said, can I see Nicola? She called her Nicola. She knew her name? Yes. And I said, what for? And she said, I've got reason to believe she's been sexually abused. And I said, that's rubbish. What did you say? Well, she said, can I have her? I said, no. She wasn't here. I said she was in the city with her sister. What would you have done if Nicola had been in the house? Well, I think I would have let her ever because she was so convincing now what was she like give, give us a description she, of this one she had short spiky black hair plain pink t-shirt a flowery skirt pink sandals she had a stud in her ear and she had a black briefcase in her hand now this is a different woman from from lisa's but on the other hand there was somebody else in her company in the car i didn't really see her very well but your neighbor did get a description out what did she say well she said that she's seen the same car up there a week before circling around so she recognized them and what was the car like can you recall it was a white one that's all i know it was white i you, didn't know the mate and you think that you've seen one of these women again i know i think last week sometime yeah down on Mead road but that was in a blue escort and what happened she just glared at me like you know she recognized me that's about all it's all pretty terrifying david Niven, as, as chairman of the british association of social workers what do parents do? What does anybody do? Somebody comes, an official comes to the door and says, I want to take your child away. But the clear advice is don't let them. No ever. So ever. No social worker or health visitor or anybody posing as one of these people who arrives out the blue at somebody's house can take your child away. And the clear advice is do not let them. 
And in the case of social workers, if anybody poses as a social worker and says they want to medically examine your job, don't let them either. A genuine social worker wouldn't dream of doing that. But we read in the papers, we see on the news cases of children being taken into care. You're saying it doesn't happen like this? It doesn't happen like this. There's a procedure to go through and social workers have to go to court and convince a court and so forth. It just doesn't happen like this. The clear advice is phone the police. Lisa, did you phone the police? What was your first first instinct? Because uh, I know the police suspect that all people don't tell them. First thing I'd done, once I shut the door and realised she wasn't coming back, I phoned my mother. She told me to phone the clinic. I did. Um, they said they hadn't sent anyone out. And it wasn't until then that they, under their advice, I phoned the police. You wouldn't have done so otherwise? No. DC Rob Jones, it is quite alarming. Uh, it's extraordinary, actually, that they don't seem to have abducted a child yet, despite all these attempts. Yes, I'm sure that's more by luck than judgment. Um, we're certainly very, very concerned to catch these women um, before, in fact, they are successful. They're becoming more determined, apparently. Yes, it certainly would appear so. Um, certainly with uh, Lisa's last incident where they'd moved up to uh, a nurse's uniform or a pseudo-nurse's uniform, it certainly uh, gives rise to the suspicion that they're becoming more and more um, persistent and um, more and more uh, able to pass themselves off as a helper. And these, this two work in the Bristol Gloucester area seem to be um, sort of swapping roles as publicity gets hot on one of them. I yeah, that certainly seems to be the case. Um, certainly the descriptions of the two women in most of the cases, or in fact all of the cases that we're featuring here tonight, are very, very similar. Uh, the way they operate is very, very similar. Although I cannot discount the um, fact that they may be using wigs. There's been a description of, of one of the women with a very different sort of hairstyle. Yes, there has, yes. You, th you think that many of these cases are simply not reported at all? Yes, I'm sure that's the case. I'm sure many people feel that um, it's a call not uh, necessary for the police. But I would urge those people uh, on any occasion, if they are unhappy, to phone us straight away. Is this just in the Bristol Gloucester, Gloucester area, in the Leeds, West Yorkshire area, or anywhere in the country? Well, myself, I'm particularly interested in, in cases within the southwest. However, I would appeal to viewers on a national basis that if they are approached by these women to contact their local police station. Do you think the police actually take these things all that seriously? I mean, after all, in these cases, it's very hard for the police to say a crime has been committed. Yes, it's, it's not a question of not taking it seriously. I, I think that uh, often the cases are reported as a suspicious incident, uh, perhaps recorded in such a way, um, and therefore they perhaps fall through the net of a criminal investigation. David Niven, just once again, Quite emphatically, somebody comes to the door, wants to medically examine your child, wants to take your child away, the answer is simply no, shut the door on their face. Correct, absolutely. And please call the police. Please call the police if you're suspicious. If you have uh, any suspicions, if you've been targeted anywhere in Britain, not just uh, in Bristol, uh, if you haven't yet told the police, if you can help in any way on this case, or indeed you think you might help clear up other cases, do please call 0500 600 600. That's the free call number here to the studio, 0500 600 600. If you'd prefer to call the Bristol Inquiry Team Direct, the number there is 0272 454 855. That's 0272, the code for Bristol, of course, 454 855. That's serious uh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you said, didn't you say the follow-up was on here as well? There's another bit in there. There's, yeah, there's yeah. the update that they did later on that night. All right, I'll play that well, now. There's another minute 40 left. On the child abduction case, two police officers, yeah. one from London and one from Manchester, have phoned to say 
similar cases in their areas. There are quite a lot more calls, but uh, we'll keep you posted maybe later on. We'll, we'll keep you posted. Thanks. Out of that series of attempted uh, abductions, partly uh, in Leeds and others in Bristol, two women in Bristol posing as health visitors had threatened to take away children, and uh, there have been eight reported cases in the area within a month. You've got uh, a huge volume of calls. Yes, we've had an excess of uh, 85 calls, a very, very good response, um, from all over the country confirming our worst nightmares. Which are? Which are that these incidents are happening throughout, well, nationwide. Um, I'm particularly interested, however, to appeal to people in the southwest in particular um, to try and come forward with a name, a name of a person that we wish to uh, trace in connection with our inquiry. Um, that You've got two very, very good descriptions. Quickly remind us of them. We have the, the, the woman, 25 to 35, with the dark spiky hair, and we have the other one with the Bob Star haircut, slightly older, with a necklace with the M uh, on the front. Uh, I would appeal to any member of the public, please, if you have any suspicions at all, please come forward. We need to trace these women before they actually do carry out and take a child. Okay, so those are the women that we need to hear about. And for heaven's sake, if anybody has tried to take your child away, please call us, please. And we have got advice from the social workers and from health visitors. Under no circumstances should anybody come to your door and ask to take your child away or medically examine them under the sort of circumstances that should leave you in any way suspicious. If you are suspicious, call the police. Do, do you trust um, Crime Watch? Zero. No. I think it's all sort of this, it's all part of this British intelligence head fuck stuff in it crime watch well have, have like, you heard that have you ever heard of that I, oh, what was that journalist that got an axe in his head in london daniel morgan yeah that was yeah apparently apparently they what, what? um completely well i think the uh yeah uh, i think the stream should pick up again in a minute oh, i'm having some issues with the stream no, I can hear you. No, it's still running anyway. Um, yeah. So anyway, da Daniel Daniel Morgan, um, his murder. Apparently, Daniel Morgan, um, they they completely cocked up the crime watch recreation, didn't they? They exaggerated his limp. They got all sort all sorts of things wrong. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's a suspicious thing, isn't it? Because I mean, like I said, back then that was a very People just weren't that media savvy, even back in the 1990s, were they? Like the case with that uh, ghost thing that the BBC did. Was it Ghost Watch? Was uh, it Ghost Watch? Wasn't it? With the yeah, it just like it still had the power to sort of program people much more than it does today. And I think Crime Watch was something like that because it's in the powers that be's interest for everyone to be scared, isn't it, and to stay. Do you think inside, that's why they dim like, dumped it off then? Because people are more media savvy now. Yeah, I think they'd switched to sort of... I think they just concentrated on the BBC after that. Just the BBC in general. Like, with, like, these, like... These stupid, like, um... Oh, I can't think of a name. But, you know, these stupid dramas and things like that. And uh, Jane Austen stuff. They, they, I think they switched to that kind of mind control. Sort of... <laughs> sort of dope... Doping people up rather than scaring them. You know, they scared them in the 1990s. And after that, they just, like, doped them up in the sort of, like... You know this sort of smog of just, just like, fucking conformist crap, and <laughs> so. <laughs> so um, but it still goes on. The the fat the phantom. They they seem on, yeah. they seem to have their um 
they seem to have links to the um, Men in Black, which we'll talk about in a bit. But but it's the same way. It's like yeah, they're completely unconvincing, the aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> they're completely unconvincing and quite incompetent. Yeah. And sort of, yeah, incompetence, the word, isn't it? With Men in Black and these phantom social workers, yeah. Yeah. Because I suppose if they really wanted to do it, they could sort of burst in, couldn't they? And said, no, we're taking your child, whatever you say. And then yeah. they'd whisk them away, wouldn't they? If they were really intent on doing that. But well, they're not, not they? they? Just what they seem you know, to be intent a, on. Is, even, even make a, a they, fake, fake ID. Yeah. I mean, what they seem to be intent on is just scaring the shit out of people. Like the, the men in is, black do, isn't it? The weird thing is, it's all the facts they're armed with as well, which is much the same as men in black. Men in black know that people have seen um, UFOs. They mm. know all the facts, don't they? But then they get to the business and they're, and they're completely incompetent at it. It's just yeah. weird, isn't it? It's just, I don't understand it. Nah, it's very odd. They're definitely, or the men in black, and these, I think a lot of these social worker people they're not, i don't think they're actually real well, i say like they're not real humans i think they could be some sort of artificial intelligence or something that just sort of forms itself and just like like if you punched a phantom social worker i think your hand would go straight through their body i think because they, they seem they seem sort of unreal like i say that None dodgy of them wig. have been caught. They have things like dodgy wigs and stuff like that, which is like another men in black. Yeah. Thing, just looking not quite right. Yeah. Because they're still going on. I've got a I've got a case here from 2018 from uh, New South Wales in uh, Australia when, what says it, a mother had a chilling encounter with two unidentified strangers pretending to be government social workers. He gained access to her home using fake IDs to inspect her children. And uh, yeah, it says here it sparked a full-blown national panic like three decades ago in, uh, in, in uh, Britain, yeah. Police were told the man and the woman claimed to be FACS caseworkers and produced what appeared to be an identity card. They stated they were here to check on the welfare of their children. And the woman they called on, she did show them her children, and then she became suspicious and called the police. The police said they investigated it and said there'd been no other reports of similar incidents in the area. Yeah. Oh, this is interesting. The man was described as being of Caucasian appearance, with a slim build, fair complexion, and a prominent nose, wearing business shirt and trousers. The woman was described as being of Caucasian appearance, medium build, with a tanned complexion. So a lot of the men in black have a tanned complexion, like Orientals. And, yeah. well, there's that weird one uh, from R.F. Bempton. Yeah, so there's, there's still cases going on. That R.F. Bempton one, that, um, that's, uh, he looks like Spam, doesn't he, or something? Yeah, they do seem to have a tanned experience, yeah. But what, why they would look like Oriental like that is is bizarre in itself. You'd think they'd all be white, like white square-headed sort of FBI types. But now they're all they all look like um, Chinese people or that sort in that sort of area. Like, <laughs> it's almost as if they're doing like it that, deliberately. So you, they're doing it deliberately like that to make you feel uneasy because like FBI people wouldn't be tanned and of Oriental. 
appearance, I would think. Yeah. Well, this is kind of weird. From the uh, I've just put fourteen times article in um, in the chat for you to look at. Um, yeah, I can see it. Yeah. So they say um, they're claiming to be health visitors as well now. So you know, now got bogus health visitors now. Um, but they try to hand wave mm. it away. So they they say that. Um, Where is it? They say possibility of facti- factitious reports is also worth examining. Some parents may be lying about the visits. This could be the form of attention seeking, similar to Munchausen syndrome. Uh, it's yeah, they yeah. just want to wave it away, aren't they? I don't think I don't think that explains it, does it? That's too weird. No, for I, that. I, I, this I is mean, the bit I was. I don't for. think there's that many people. So, the, so that that Operation Childcare, run by South Yorkshire Police, which are absolutely great, and they miss absolutely nothing, do they? South Yorkshire Police, they're totally on the ball, aren't they? Yeah, uh, <laughs> found that salesmen, canvassers, researchers, or even genuine social workers have been misidentified. Yeah, that's the thing. They're they're desperate. To, uh... They're desperate to play it because they just won't go to the paranormal, will they? They just no. won't address that possibility. Nah. Uh, so, have you ever heard of a fellow called I mean, Patrick Harper? Syndrome. Patrick nah. Harper. No, it said so, some like Patrick Harper have suggested that BS, BSWs are actually demons or tricksters. Yeah, I'd go with that myself. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. That fits. That fits what's going on. Definitely. Yeah. Because yeah, they're, they're not taking syndrome, the children, I, I, are they? That's the, that's the main thing. They're not taking the children, are they? Nah, they're just doing it to freak people out, like the men in black, as if like they get some sort of energy. They feed off the fear, as people say, which I think they probably do. Yeah. Uh, this is quite an interesting bit. It says there have been a number of high-profile failures of social services, most prominently that in Rotherham, and a growing awareness that paedophilia, including new threats posed by the internet, people are also discovering that well-known celebrities from their childhoods were sexual predators hiding in plain sight. As in the 90s, society is alert to both the possibility of child abuse and the inefficiency of the authorities, inefficacy of, of authorities dealing with it. Which is a good point. Yeah. Yeah, it's a strange old business, yeah. So with the with the mysterious visitors, I think, like, because there's all these stories of, like, angels, isn't there? The angels that appear to those in peril and in need of help. And, you know, like someone's broken down in the middle of nowhere and suddenly this, like, mysterious person shows up and, like, fixes their car. And they're on their way again, as if they're like angels. It's, I think it's a very ancient phenomenon, this uh, mysterious visitor thing. But, you know, like I say, some of them are good rather than like evil type demon ones. Because even in the I Ching, like, to be uh, autistic about it, I Ching hexagram five, line six, that states that the subject has entered into the cavern but there are three guests coming without being urged to to give him help. If he receives them 
respectfully, there will be good fortune in the end. So like even like the ancient I I Ching, I Ching, that mentions like three mysterious guests coming to give help, and the men in black often appear in threes, don't they? It's uh, it's very curious. Because uh, if, if it's in the I Ching, I mean that's got to be like really a really ancient phenomenon. So, do you want to go into um, Men in Black now? Now we've started mentioning it. Or just as I've just mentioned that there is actually a grim one of those like zany black magic grimoires from the medieval times. There's the Grimorum Verum, which is Latin for the True Grimoire, supposedly written in 1517, but that's probably like a late 18th century thing. But but that contains like a rather curious ceremony. It's, the ceremony is called How to Bring Three Ladies or Three Gentlemen to Your Room After Supper. And it's just like this weird ritual you do. And it, like I say, like it says on the tin, you do this ritual and then three mysterious people appear at your door. And then <laughs> it says in the ritual, they, they just appear. And, and then the trio draw lots to select which one remains with you and they just sit there and entertain you until midnight whilst the other two just sit aside and don't interfere and then they leave it's just fucking odd <laughs> uh, do you think do you think the this ties into satanic ritual abuse uh, the satanic, satanic ritual abuse panics as well because they were that, that was big in the 90s I think it's as all well, to do it? with it yeah, there must be like a curious spin-off of it, yeah. Because now it's reminding me of that Monkey's Paw tale, isn't it? Was that W.W. Jacob's Monkey's Paw when they, when their son dies and they they have this talisman or something that brings him back to life and, like, he turns up as a mysterious visit, like, knocking at the door, yeah. I'd be like, do you, do you remember the... that one? Do you remember that, uh, oh, what is it? Is it, Do is it Dr. Terror's House of Horrors or is it another one? The one where the husband's died in a car crash and she wishes he comes back to life. Oh, yeah. Uh, what, what one's, which one's oh, that? Oh, that's awful, isn't it? Yeah. That that climax to that is terrible, isn't it? When he's in that coffin, like, screaming, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah and she decides to just bury uh, him, don't she? Like that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's based on the that's based on the monkey's paw. Yeah. Yeah. Also, oh, you know. um, do, you, do you remember the vet from the League of Gentlemen? You ever see? Did you ever see the Christmas special? I, I probably have. Yeah, I forgot. Hey, that, I, yeah, I think I think he wished it, yeah. to wished to be a vet or something, didn't he? And uh, but the downside was that everything he touched would die, <laughs> and that's why he killed. It, and that's why everything ends up ends up dying in the League of Gentlemen when he touches it. Yeah. Yeah, this has got to be like an ancient thing because it's also sort of like that Bloody Mary thing, isn't it? You know, the Bloody Mary thing, like AKA Scary Mary. Yeah. When the, I think that first appeared in the 1930s in Scotland. And, you know, well, when you look into the, a, you go into to, a darkened bathroom and. Back to the monkey's paw. Well, they're thing, there, so. you're actually calling up. Also, um. Uh, looks like Brutus is on as well tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, back to the uh, monkey's paw thing. Do you, do you remember that uh, the Wes, the Wes Craven film, The Wishmaster? Have you ever seen that? There's about four or five parts. I haven't seen that one. That's the same sort of thing where you get where you get your wit. They they go back to the like the original like trickster elements of like the, the is a gin, it's not a genie. Mm. And they wish for stuff, and like one lad wishes for a million dollars, and 
his mum dies in an airplane crash and you know stuff like that so yeah. if, every well, wi- every thing, wish has it? a downside to it that's the thing you can actually summon a mysterious visitor with bloody mary and i mean bloody mary's quite a mysterious visitor if you sit in a darkened bathroom and stare at the mirror with a candle and say bloody mary three times and sometimes she apparently appears but yeah oh you ha- you sit in front of a mirror with a candle and you say bloody mary i've stolen your baby three times and then sometimes she appears it's probably not a good idea to do but yeah. well there's that um there's that mexican thing about a ghost of a woman who drowned her kids or something isn't there they're like maximum mexican um urban legend or something I know Amer- like the American. I know the Amer- I've heard of the American version of Bloody Mary, but she's called Mary Worth, where you do the same thing, but you say I believe in Mary Worth instead. And <laughs> like, I'm not sure who Mary Worth was, but yeah, it's like the Blue Baby and the Candyman, like that Candyman film. That's based on the Blue uh, Bloody Mary thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's a good idea to do it, but yeah. Because there's that great creepy pasta thing, isn't it? The midnight game, which I, I love. You know, I love all that stuff. Like where you like summon the midnight man by, his, I don't know, you like cut yourself and then put blood on the pins and stick the pins in your front door, and then then the midnight man comes. Yeah, very very strange stuff. Yeah, I bet people have done that, and the midnight man has appeared. You know, like uh, the Ouija boards. Colt Mechanicus knows it. It's La, La Mardiana. She comes out of the lake to steal Mestizo's kid. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely there in the old folklore unconscious, for sure. It's funny how the, how the same tales um, spread throughout the world, don't they? Because um, yeah. that Greyhound tale, there's another There's another one, there's one from India with, where it's uh, Mongoose. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. The mongoose, and that's yeah. like the original. I don't know if that's the original, but that's one. Of, that's another version of the tale. But it's funny how the same tales like ha- they kind of spring up by themselves, don't they? Some, some yeah. they're like universal truths almost, aren't they? There, there, oh God, I don't know if I should mention this. There was one. In, I don't know if it's true or not, but in the sort of in in Norfolk in the eighties, there was a thing called the Trippy Hippie. <laughs> i don't know if it's true or not but that apparently the trippy hippie he used to visit uh communes in in the late 1960s and early 70s and i don't know if it's true or not but oh god i've got a note it was it yeah that he appeared he first appeared when people would in his commune were doing like acid and they did a ouija board and um what was it what happened next never made it into any of the newspapers, but from first-hand witness accounts, the trip when the trippy hippie comes, he usually just paints a nice psychedelic mural on your wall, like like a crop circle, but it like appears without you realizing this appearing. And then, but then again, sometimes he brings an axe and chops up your rabbits and more, and you can only get. You, <laughs> this is what I heard. This is an actual story that was going around, that, yeah. uh, and apparently the only way you could get rid of him was by joining the police force and jailing another hippie. And that, yeah, <laughs> oh, that was soap and water. Like, it's fucking soap and water. Drug soap fiends, and water, isn't it? Just... water would have seen him off, wouldn't it? But the, 
I just like the name, the Trippy Hippie. That's just like a really sort of funny thing, but sort of terrifying as well. If the Trippy Hippie comes to you, comes Trippy to Hippie you, will get uh, you. Thingy, but <laughs> there was stick legs as well. <laughs> oh God, oh, God. this is ridiculous. But there was, well, there was stick legs as well. That was another one when I was at school. I remember stick legs. Like uh, stick legs was a mad cleaning lady. He used to work on the steam trains in the 1930s, but one day she fell onto the tracks and a speed and train like amputated both her legs. And uh, she replaced, because this was before sort of prosthetic limbs. So apparently as the tale goes, she carved her own like horribly crudely carved legs. And uh, if you want to call up stick legs, you have to turn all your clothes inside out and then put them on again. And then you place a freshly cut square of turf on top of your head <laughs> with a newly boiled with, with, with a newly boiled egg in its shell. You put that on top of that, and then you go into the toilet at like three o'clock, three a.m. in the morning, and you start hitting two sticks together. And like, if you keep doing it, like if you hear like an echo, that means like stick legs is coming, and. Uh, yeah, what that's just like crazy. Yeah. Good old stick legs. Now, what happens when she arrives? What happens? There's more to it than that. Well, there's more to it than that, but it's just like you got. A, it's just like stupid. It's like kids stuff, you know. It's just like you put the. I think you put the egg on your head, and then you don't do anything. And if the egg's gone, that means Wally Wally Stick Legs likes you. <laughs> But if 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 the egg's still if the egg's still there if the egg's still there after you're banging the sticks together in the bowl that means she hates you and she puts this sort of green slime on your windows it's like poisonous green slime on your windows but, yeah <laughs> well crazy. we had one um, my my primary school actually used to back onto a onto a uh, graveyard so um, in the graveyard there was there was one that was like a mausoleum type you know the ones that are above the ground. And uh, there, there yeah. was the rumours that if you ran around that, was it anti-clockwise at midnight or something, she'd come out of the grave and get you. Yeah. That's, that's strange, actually, because when, when I was at junior school, they were, they, our, our like playing field backed onto this disused railway line. <laughs> and there was a sort of rumour going around. That, there was a rumour going around that the black, there was a thing called the Black Hand. And, and the Black Hand lived in the bridge on this disused railway railway line and not not a negro's hand like a just like a mysterious spectral black hand and yeah apparently there were several sightings by kids like who were playing football on the playing field yeah the black hand yeah it's interesting <laughs> that's obviously like kids creating it and and but you know, like i say you create it and then it's there isn't it it's odd right so we're going to go into our next lot of mysterious visitors the black. What's that? The Men in Black. Men in Black. So, are Men in Black oh. a British thing? I think that started in America, didn't it? With um, oh my god, my brain's gone. It was Albert K. Bender. That's it. He, he he was the first person to see it. Although, having said that, there's been cases in medieval witchcraft records of, because like the. The whole idea of witchcraft or proper witchcraft is to call forth a spectre who leads the coven. Like he was like the mysterious 13th member 
so you you had the witchcraft coven with like 12 members and the 13th member who was often seen as a black man like dressed in black like in mockery of christ and the 12 disciples so i mean he's he is obviously a man in black so it does date back to to medieval times in england like there's english cases of the man in black sort of appearing like he's like the devil really and, well uh, that that again speaks to the unified theory of the paranormal doesn't it that mm. you know um that that fairies become the demons become fairies become aliens yeah but the actual men in black as we know it that started with albert k bender he was quite a fascinating chap kind of in that must have been the sick 1960s when he was like into the occult and ufos and he lived in a loft with all occult and monster and horror movie paraphernalia and uh Gray Barker wrote a book about the case called They Knew Too Much About Flying Saucers. And apparently this guy, Albert K. Bender, he was investigating UFOs. And then suddenly one night, like these three mysterious men in black appeared, like who were floating a bit, a few inches off the ground and had glowing eyes and just completely freaked him out. And he stopped, he stopped doing, he stopped research into the UFOs after that. I think they told him to stop researching it. Yeah. And they appear to other people as well around that time, kind of. Yeah, that's the thing, and they and they usually turn up, and they're kind of weird, and they're kind of anac they're a little bit anachronistic as well, aren't they? Because they turn up in like they look from, like they're from the fifties as well, don't they? Yeah, they're dressed as like nineteen fifties gangsters, aren't they? Just with I like all their clothes, like are, G-men, I suppose. All their clothes are all their clothes are brand new, aren't they? And they drive brand new black cadillacs and yeah yeah it's just fucking nuts and when they if you invite them in they start like doing weirdly weird things don't they like someone offered him a bowl of jelly and he tried to drink it like like as if it was like a coke or something and it's just like i was just and they've just, got like just some i've got a mention from the chat mad ralph stittler said to plant pampas grass in your front garden to advertise to swingers you know that one don't you yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's an urban myth, though, isn't it? It's got to be. <laughs> it's, yeah, always, whenever I, whenever I pass, pass by someone, someone's, uh, someone's house and they've got pampas grass in there, I always raise an eyebrow. God, I've got a story about that. It, back in Yarmouth, like, um, the local, you know when CB was popular? Like, yeah. everyone had a fucking CB. That was like in Yarmouth. That was a like a cover for swingers. Like the, the local swingers use CB radio to organise their little soirees, sort of parties and that. You know, I didn't. Like old days Tinder, was it? Yeah, we used to listen in on them. Yeah, because my mate had a CB. I never had one, but he had one. Yeah, they had like a, like a code and everything. You know, yeah, strange. <laughs> Right, so where were we with uh, Men in Black? Oh, Men in Black, yeah. Well, there's, still, there's all these books written about. Like you're my like, like, Nick Pope did a book well, about. I love it all, but you're like, like say, if you're just going to sort of, if we're just going to, you know, you can read all these like secondhand cases, but it's like, yeah, what what, what can we make of it? Yeah, they're just around, aren't they? It's not like that can't be like made up. Not 
not everyone is making it up. I think these people really do visit people and hassle them. I mean, I was, I've said before a few times, I don't know if I say it again, but I was chased by a man in black once. And so I'm a definite believer in it. Yeah. Go on then, tell us your story then. Well, I was about I was about twelve, and I was walking past the local recreation ground, and that was the time back in the lovely old eighties, nineteen eighties, when the street lights were those orange like sodium lights, and I always found them very like psychedelic. You know, those orange sodium lights, especially if it's a bit misty, that there's just a makes the whole atmosphere. There's a reason strange, there's orange, isn't, isn't, it? isn't there? Shame, shame, Hobbit's not here because he probably knows. It's something about it, it's the way light, it's the way orange light bounces off of stuff, isn't it? Yeah, there's a specific it makes reason the, for orange. It makes the whole atmosphere so sort of strange. But well, I was yeah. walking past this this uh, recreation ground, and suddenly the the hairs on the back of my neck stood up. So I looked behind me, and I swear to God, there was like a seven foot tall bloke all dressed in black like an undertaker with like a tall top hat on but he was like running running after me at like full pelt like and i just thought fuck's sake so i ran i ran home and uh, that was it it was just like a man in black chasing after me and and after that like years later i discovered that that those sort of things they're not really men in black they're more like the shadow people or the hat people they're called and like they're often described as like running about they seem to like running about like darting about and hiding behind things and that's just their thing they like they like running about like yeah and following people which is what happened to me but i was amazed when i sort of discovered that like years later and yeah just odd I don't, should I say again? I don't know. I said like before, like back in Yarmouth, when we were all like on LSD, and there was that mysterious thing that appeared that just like, just like totally out of this world where we're, we're all we're all standing on this street, like trip, tripping, not particularly strongly, but we were on LSD. And then suddenly, I saw at first there was like suddenly this sort of bloke was like coming down towards us from the top of the street. But he had this like horrible like lolloping walk. Like he was walking like really weirdly, like like as if he wasn't like human. And as he got closer, I noticed that he had a mask on. He had one of those strange like masks with a, those long noses on, like those plague plague doctor masks. And he got closer and closer. And I told everyone else, and then suddenly we were all looking at him. And he was like, he just like walked past us. And uh, although he had a mask on. I sort of could see that he was like smiling at us in a sort of sinister way, sort of giggling at us. And he just walked past and that was it. Just, uh, I think he must've known that we were all tripping. So we could like, we were in a state con state of consciousness where we could see him. So he just decided to appear to us and freak us out. Yeah. And a few minutes after that, this car pulled up with our other mates in it. And that sort of slightly knocked into my mate, like that sort of drew up, too fast and it slightly knocked into my mate he had a slight accident yeah it's fucking weird so yeah there's a there's a one yeah 
because you got the men in black and Nick Redferns wrote Nick Redferns wrote a three hundred page book on the women in black. So it's like I've never thought that there'd be a women in black, but apparently there are. There are. There is. So again, do the men in black and the women in black have sex and give birth to the black-eyed children? Just reading about, um, they're talking here about uh, a fella called uh, Harold Dahl. Have you ever heard of him? I've heard of him, yeah. yeah. He's an, that's an early case, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, apparently this is the first Men in Black, Men in Black, because it says following morning, um, this is, where is it? The men who too, knew too Fred, much about... Yeah. He's, Fred he, Crisman was involved. Yeah, he was involved later on in the JFK assassination. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was um, so he saw a he saw a UFO. Uh, following morning, Dahl was visited by a man in a black suit. They end up at a local diner where the man was able to recount in extraordinary detail what Dahl had just experienced. What I've said, yeah, is proof to you. I know a great deal more about this experience of yours than than you will want to believe. Yeah, again, it's interesting because, like I said, because f- again, that that rap that that rap that comes in with that that black-eyed that, that bogus social worker thing wasn't it because she knew all of the dates and everything about the child didn't she yeah it's all connected with weird stuff i think yeah those social workers and these shadow people i mean they they appear to to ufo experiences like ronald uh ronald Dahl, harold Dahl, yeah mm. and i think they especially appear to like alien abductees so it's just something to do with that. It's probably to do with the gin as well. Because like haunting phenomena and alien phenomena are very similar. And it's all, it's, all, it's just all f- floating around in that, in that stuff, isn't it? It's all to do with that. The unified theory, as we say, you know, it's all, it's all just connected with that. Just general weirdness. Yeah, because it's funny how like they, they, they turn themselves into a ta- into, into a tail. They're like a, they're like a tail in themselves, aren't they? The the men in black. They they turn up. They're weird. They're odd. They behave oddly. Isn't isn't don't they behave really oddly On when they're purpose, offered like yeah. a drink or something? Don't they? Yeah, but they're doing it on purpose, aren't they? To sort of Unnerve force people. themselves into the folklore, almost like yeah. Because it's going to stick out, isn't it? That those sort of things, and people are going to talk about it, and yeah, and they do things like they they go out into the go go out into the car, and then they, as soon as they get in the car, the car disappears, and things, just weird stuff yeah. like that, don't they? And they and they and threaten often, and they threaten people. People tell the story anyway. The yeah. They threaten people. Yeah. People tell the story anyway, and so, so they put they they fail. If that's their purpose, they've failed it, haven't they? It's almost like that's not their pur- Their real purpose isn't to threaten and silence people. Their real purpose is just to get into our reality. That's their real purpose, isn't it? That's why they do these weird, weird things. But, but why they would want to get into our reality just so we talk about it? <laughs> Maybe they just want a bit of recognition. Yeah, it's just odd. Yeah, and then uh, and then you've got black-eyed children. Do you think black-eyed children are part of the same phenomena? 
I think they've got to be. I think maybe there's it's like there's just changing with the times where the men in black sort of got a bit boring, didn't it? Because there was you know these things get boring, don't they? These things and. So yeah. when that got like when people start getting sick of the men in black, then the black-eyed children appear, like the younger ver- they're like the younger version of the men in black, aren't they? And, uh... Yeah, but they they, they, start... they they have a different thing though. Whereas whereas the men in black come in and talk to the people, their whole point is like not being let in, isn't it? Because mm. <laughs> they unnerve people yeah, to such strange. a degree, don't they? Because that all started with the double-initialed. Brian Bethel, the Black Eyed Kids thing, back in 1996. I suppose that must have been when the Phantom Social Workers were appearing. But according to this Brian Bethel, he he met he met uh, he met these. I think it was a couple of Black Eyed Kids outside a movie theater in Texas, and uh, they just sort of like um, no, it's two teenage two teenage boys. And they were wearing hoodies, but their hoodies weren't up which is curious. And that's it. They, they, he was in his car and these two teenage boys came up to him, knocked on the window and said, like, can you give us some money? Because they wanted to go see the film Mortal Kombat at the cinema, like next to the car. <laughs> like, you know, what a weird thing. They wanted to see the film Mortal Kombat, that, that Kung Fu film. And he said, like, he, was, he immediately got scared. As the, he got more and more scared as the encounter went on. They get, but they the weird thing like was a, that was only later that he re- a real sense of dread, don't God, they? Yeah. All, all of the people have the same thing, don't they? they? Have a real sense of dread, don't they, from dealing with yeah, these kids? Yeah, that that gut feeling. Yeah, yeah. But the thing was, what he said, like the weird thing was that it was only later when he realised that they had completely black eyes, and he he said he he said he couldn't understand why he didn't notice this before. But anyway, he he, he made his excuses and left the scene. But as he was driving away, one of the children like slapped his hand on the car window and started screaming that they needed his permission to enter the car. <laughs> it's just like fucking weird. Yeah, that's the other thing, don't they? Or or they just they just turn up on some rando's doorstep, don't they? Asking mm. for a glass of water or to be let in or to use the phone, yeah. don't they? I wonder what happens if people get let in because you don't hear stories yeah. that when people let get let them Terrifying, in. Terrifying. I mean, I suppose if we're going to get sceptical. I think though that it, there was those like Halloween sort of contact lenses, weren't they? They were available back in them times, back in 1996. You know those contact lenses that you can put in, and they will cover your eyes to make them completely black. But yeah, so it could have been people messing about. But I don't know. That's got that that story from Brian Bethel. That's got that weird sort of weirdness to it that I don't think it is. Uh, yeah, it's and, and it it's there, there's been that many. It can't it can't be you know. The two, the two blokes in the plank theory, can it? Because these are all yeah. over the world, aren't they? I think there's even some British sightings, isn't there? But the strange thing about the black-eyed children is that uh, he was he did talk about that, but it didn't really take catch on until the internet. That that for the black-eyed kids phenomenon didn't really take on until February 2013, when a, a two-minute video episode of Weekly Strange was a. Uh, that was put on the internet and that got popular on the MSN website. So that's a strange thing that that took, took like, what was it? 1996. It took 20 years for the black eyed kids to sort of get popular. Yeah. Cause I think like 13 or 14 probably was when I heard about it, uh, 
podcast. So he used to listen to a fella called um, Jim Harold. He has a, he has all the you, you know it's like the he does like a paranormal book flogging because that's what they do. They just do the rounds mm. and try and flog books, don't they? Yeah. But it was someone yeah. doing, a, doing a book on black-eyed kids. It probably like Brad Steiger or Ro- Rosemary Allen Guiley or someone like that. I think it was. Yeah. Because that Brian Bethel guy, I think he was like a journalist. And I think he did write a few sort of paranormal books or some, or one paranormal book. So people said like he made it up. But I've heard interviews with him and he, he sounds, you know, he sounds quite genuine. I mean, he might have been making it up to sell his book, but I don't think so. I don't think so somehow. Because the weird, I say the weird thing is like the black eyed children, it's almost as if, they're the offspring of the men in black and the women in black, as if they're all shagging each other, what's and the, they give the birth women, to the black-eyed children. What do the women in black do then? I, 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 I can't find. I couldn't find any things, and I could only find that book mentioned on Amazon by Nick Nick Griffin. I suppose they do the same sort of thing, not don't Nick, they? Not Nick Griffin. Although I'm tempted to believe <laughs> Nick Redford. Maybe they try to seduce. Maybe they try to seduce people. That'd be quite exciting. Don't know. Bit of sucky, bit of succubus action going on. Because I'm thinking of Catwoman out of Batman now. She was like all, wasn't she? She was a bit of a <laughs> woman in black, but yeah, she used to fly about and that didn't save her. Yeah, had all weird gadgets and that. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, that might be like thinking about. I just remembered the the black eyed children, but there's no white eyed children, is there? You never see the white-eyed children apart from the uh, what's that? That sci-fi, those sci-fi films, Village of the Damned, yeah, and Children of the Damned. I mean, they had well, they didn't really have white eyes, but they had like glowing white pupils in their eyes, didn't they? Those early '60s films, weren't they? British sci-fi films, but but they were like aliens from another planet, weren't they? And they didn't bred with they bred with them, were they? No, they interbred with humans, didn't they? In the Children of the Damned. No, I mean the, the original. The, the original film alien- was a British film, was it? The original. Because I've, I've yeah. never seen the the John Carpenter remake. I've never seen the original. No, the original. What was it? The Midwich. I've got Cuckoo. it here. Phil- it's the Midwich Cuckoos, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, based on that John Wyndham's novel. Yeah, Village of the Damned was nineteen sixty, and the sequel Children of the Damned was nineteen sixty four. And that they were aliens who came to Earth, and they bred with interbred with humans to breed like the master race. Well, they didn't. They bred really weirdly. Wasn't there like a big flash or something? It wasn't actual. They didn't breed as such, did they? That there wasn't like they didn't really cover it in the film. I suppose they didn't have time to cover it. But yeah, they were they were definitely alien human crossbreeds, though. Yeah. Yeah. I ran out of notes on the men in black at that <laughs> point, but yeah, still. Yeah, it's kind of um, what else have we got to talk about? Men in black, children in black, black eyed peas. Um, looks like it's going to be a short episode tonight, Zero. <laughs> I just want to cover clowns, clown panics. I thought I had something else here. Wasn't it? What's this? I got loads of notes, but like the men in black, it's quite, it's quite sort of. Uh, Quite well known, isn't it? Yeah. 
What's this? The ghostly... Ah, oh, it's a ghostly radio station. I don't know about that. Oh, there's an... There was, oh, God. Oh, there was an interesting story. I don't, know if, I don't know how they can prove it, but apparently Thomas Jefferson, you know, that uh, American guy, like, there's a story saying that a man in black visited him once and, the, and sort of gave him the design for the dollar bill with the eye and the triangle in it. But, but to be honest, that sounds like a bit of a bit of a made-up sort of thing. But. Yeah, it does sound a bit dodgy, that one, doesn't it? Because the men, in, the men in black and these shadow people, I think they they seem to be similar, but very different. Like, uh, the shadow people don't seem to want to contact humans. They seem to just like chasing after us and like hiding behind things and that. Whereas the men in black are much more forward and they do well, they want to come in for come a cup of tea, but they don't know how to come drink and like it, interact with us. The men in black want to come in for a cup of tea, but they don't know how to drink it, do they? Yeah, that's just odd. Oh, we got clowns, haven't we? Have we covered clowns? <laughs> yeah, we can talk about clowns. Um, I'll find a, a Guardian thing here. Uh, the Great Clown Panic of 2016. Oh, I've got a thing here. It's not bloody loading. What's that? Oh, I've got... Uh, there's the famous book... Ah, oh, come on. It's not fucking loading. Uh, right, I'll do this. Uh, find a Guardian article on it. Um, Great Clown Panic of 2016. A volatile mix of fear and contagion. Uh, a, magical, a magic combination of uh, childhood fears, social media and psychology... Uh, and psychology has powered the spread of clown sightings around the world. But will Halloween mark peak clown? And what should you do if you're confronted by one? Because the other thing is, they just stand around and stare, don't they? Just want to creep people out, don't they? they yeah. Don't want to actually do anything, do they? Sometimes holding an axe or a baseball bat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, some of it, some of it is like people like dressing up as them after that's become known. But yeah. I think, oh, why isn't this loading? Oh, but anyway, I've got a... Uh, there was a famous memoir of Joseph Grimaldi, that, that famous clown. Like, Charles Dickens was, like, roped in to write his uh, biography or something, but I'm Charles not sure, Dick but... I, I think know, you said Charles either Dickens. One, I was like, thinking of... His uh, dad broke... I was thinking of Shakespeare. Because <laughs> the myth, no, the myth is that it's Francis Bacon, not Shakespeare, that wrote yeah. plays, plays, wasn't there? I don't know if I'm remembering it right, but I'm pretty sure his dad, his dad broke his legs or something. This Grimaldi to make him into a sort of freak, but I might be getting that mixed up, mixed up with something else. But ah, uh, this it's not coming up anyway. Marco Coletti put a link in earlier on. He said we should play the trailer and talk about that. But we'll probably get a strike, won't we? Yeah, that's what I mean. I was going to say it's a bit of a strikey sort of stuff, but yeah. Uh, so I'll do this Guardian article. It began in, th in the UK on Friday 30th September. Police in Newcastle received reports of someone dressed as a creepy clown leaping out of bushes to scare children. Over the next few days, half a dozen such clown incidents were recorded. A teenage clown was arrested in possession of a bladed article. On the 5th of October, the tabloids announced that a terrifying clown craze had hit these shores. 
and so it began to spread. The first named victim was 17-year-old student Megan Bell, who had a long, lifelong fear of clowns and was chased down the street one by one at night. Soon, more clowns began to pop up, Wales, Manchester, Sheffield and Liverpool. Then just about everywhere, concerned parents made Facebook pages about clowns, thus inadvertently helping to spread the meme. The Metropolitan Police advised school children to call 999 if they saw a killer clown. Uh, some observers spoke knowing, knowingly of classic social panic, since only very few of the clown incidents were involved uh, involved actual physical assaults. But being chased down the street at night by a clown or anyone else is frightening enough for adults and children alike. As Met Commander Julian Bennett pointed out, antisocial behaviour can leave people feeling scared, anxious and intimidate, intimidated. And I would all, uh, urge those, those who are causing fear and alarm to carefully consider the impact of their actions have on others. These stories were surreal news fodder, but, but, but not when you thought about them. It was actually funny, but why clowns now? I mean, typical uh, lefty liberal <laughs> guardian, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> don't hurty uh, feel people. Oh, bloody guardian. <laughs> Uh, the current craze started as crazies do in the US where since the beginning of August people dressed as clowns have been popping up creepily all over the country there was speculation that it was all a PR stunt for the upcoming release of a movie version of Stephen King's It which famous, which, which features a famously eerie, eerie clown called Pennywise in fact the earliest reported incident a creepy clown was standing in the street holding, a, holding black balloons in Green Bay, Wisconsin was a marketing ploy for a short film entitled Gags, produced by a local Adam Krause. But subsequent clowns began to terrorise children and sometimes attack people, while commenters spoke of panic and hysteria. In Pennsylvania, a teenager was reported to have been murdered by someone in a clown mask. Police later said it was the victim who had the mask. Two weeks ago, a clown stabbed a teenager in Varberg, Sweden. There are told creepy clowns or even killer clowns everywhere. Last weekend, the NSPCC said that Childline counsellors had received hundreds of calls from children worried about clowns. We People call it the Great Clown Panic or the Clown Uprising or Clown Invasion or Clown Craze. As of 2016, so far it shows no sign of abating. Or is this, or is this, when, we were, is this when we merged with Clown World? Is that why we live in Clown World now? Yeah. Did two That's universes collide? Point, actually, yeah. <laughs> I think there might be something to that, actually. It's the start of the Clown World, weren't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What better way to start it off with loads of fucking killer clowns running about? Yeah. Although, I, I, I've got to admit, it's got to be something to do with the insane clown posse, you know? It's got to be them, like, doing a lot of it, maybe. But oh, it could be. I don't know. Could you juggalos, you mean? They're fans. Mad Rolf Stittler says, like, oh, I said that, mentioned the black hand earlier. He says there's a black hand in the haunch of Venison Pub in Salisbury. I wouldn't be surprised, no. No, you don't want fucking clowns. I could handle men in black, but I don't want, like, creepy clowns, because they, they do freak me out. <laughs> uh, I've got a couple that? of stories, like, not oh, there's, first there's still a bit. I've got there's a couple of second-hand stories. There's still a, there's a bit more to go. What's that? Uh, clowns have never I been straightforwardly him. funny. Connoisseurs of Pulp Fiction will cite King's Pennywise. Comic fans will think of Batman's antagonist, the Joker. Anti-corporate activists will probably point to Ronald McDonald. But the killer clown meme is grounded in far more sordid reality. David Wilson, professor of criminology. Uh, he's like a serial killer renter quote, isn't he, David Wilson? Uh, professor of mm. criminology at Birmingham City University was lecturing on just this subject earlier in the summer. 
Before the current wave of clown-related incidents, we've got a brand new module that are teaching the final year about serial murder, he says. I've shown the students some images of killer clowns, and the idea of a killer clown is all too real if you know the history of John Wayne Gacy. Um, little thing, did you, did you know that um, Gacy's makeup is wrong? Because um, apparently with clown make- makeup, you're never supposed to have sharp edges. Everything's supposed to be rounded. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've heard that, yeah. As if, like, he's saying that he's not a proper... He's like an evil clown or yeah. an, a wrong clown. A wrong one. <laughs> yeah. An American... Well, he was definitely that, wasn't he? Yeah. An American serial killer and rapist, Gacy was convicted of the murders of 33 boys and young men in Cook County... In Cook County, Illinois, between 1972 and 78. He was also well known in his community as Pogo the Clown, performing at children's parties and fundraising events. As he was arrested, Gacy was reported to have said, "You know, clowns can get away with murder." Uh, did you Did you know Johnny Depp bought one of one of uh, Gacy's paintings, didn't he? Yeah, they're all into it, aren't they? All these perverts. But... Yeah. Hello. Um, Johnny Depp was good in uh, the Ninth Gate. That's a, that's a quite a great. You've seen the Ninth Gate, that Roman Polanski film. That's a no, good I don't old. Think uh, I, have some, oc- I think occult. someone told me to watch that one. Is it the one where he collects? Ah, books? It's good. Is he a, like a book collector the, or something? Isn't he? Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, really good. Johnny Depp's actually very good in it. You know, the Ninth uh, Gate reminds acting, me of what's that film with Demi Moore where she's got the last baby before the Well of Souls empties or something. God, when I think of the Ninth Gate, I'm reminded of that Kenneth Grant book. That's called the Ninth Gate, isn't it? All that weird occult stuff. But... And then what else is here? I'll just um, uh, what is it? Uh, fear of clowns is known as chorophobia. Uh, it's me, me misleading to ask when clowns turn bad. They were never really good. Uh, Universal Two is the casting of the antagonist, representative evil in the role of the clown. Devils, both the lusty thickheads and the sharp, clever deceivers, are always clowns. Um, I don't know. You've read Spawn, the comic series. Nah, oh, uh, well, I think. Oh, I think uh, I've read a book, horror novel called Spawn. I think. Yeah, that's um, what's his name, isn't it? Um, that's isn't that the one where the woman gets raped at the end and the fetus rips the bloke's dick off? Is that the one? I it's, don't know, I can uh, remember Sean all Hudson. Worms Sean coming Hudson. out of the shower head. Yeah. Uh, sports, yeah, there's loads of spawn sort of. Oh, uh, basically, like spawn the comic book is um, about a guy who sells his soul to the devil so he can come back to life. But um, the antagonist in that is is a demon that turns into a clown. Uh, clowns dis- deliberately exaggerate the human face. Uh, I don't think there's too much. Uh, so they're they're just saying the usual that it's all a uh, um, social contagion is what they're saying. It probably all dates back to the Harlequin, doesn't it? That Harlequin figure. I think it was in the Italian theatre. That's supposed that to be all with, sort of um, demonic and stuff. And Robert, what's his name? I didn't look Robert at Powell. Do you remember that film? I haven't looked into the Harlequin. What's that? Do you remember that film with Robert Powell in it, Harlequin? Nah, oh, that sounds interesting. That's a really, that's a really what, good what, creepy film. Well, is he a har- the Harlequin in it? Yes, he is, yeah. Mm. He's a weird guy, that Robert Powell, isn't he? Quite been in some interesting films, some... hasn't he? He was in that and the... Is it The Survivor? The one where he's the only person to survive a, uh airplane crash. Do you remember that one? Uh, 
that sounds familiar. I'm pretty sure he was in The Shout as well, that weird film where that bloke has that shout that kills people. I'm pretty That's, sure he was in that. But. I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, The Shout. That's a good one, yeah. Early sort of 70s British horror. But. It's got John Hurt in it as well. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of him instead. But. Yeah. Um... Uh, creepy clown thus embodies a wider cultural, wider cultural fault lines of present day. Consider, for example, polemics about women who wear the burqa and thereby, thereby keep their faces covered in. But, oh, just standy left, standard lefty crap now. Yes, yeah, and it's anti burqa in at the clown phenomenon. Yeah, <laughs> anti burqa. Yeah, um, because apparently, you know, uh, you, you know the the insane clown posse fans, the juggalos, apparently juggalo face paint is a good way of preventing facial recognition, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. So the the deep state fear as well. No, I think it's just that that they can't recognise it. I don't think, I I think most jugglers are kind of generally just degenerate. They're just like big weed smokers. I don't think they have the energy to do much. Yeah, that's the weird, weird stuff. Yeah, because there's also um, I've, I've, well, I've just got, I've just read got articles. A I've read articles before where people have there's been reports of clowns driving around in vans, isn't there? Threatening people, but yeah, people thinking they're going to be kidnapped and stuff. That sounds like, that, like the insane well. clown posse, doesn't it? Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, then you've got some more. Then zero. Well, I got a couple. I've just got a couple of stories that friends have told me. I mean, my friend in Nottingham, like uh, he's he's he says that he saw like one of those big triangular UFOs in Nottingham. This must have been in the late eighties, and he said a few weeks after that there was a knock at his door, and he opened the door, and the person who was standing outside the door looked like it looked like that cat man out of. Um, Oh, what's that bloody thing with uh, that comedy show? The, there was that bloke dressed as a like a cat, weren't it? What was it? That really famous. Oh God, it's Red Dwarf. Oh yeah, yeah, it, yeah, Red Dwarf. You know that the Cat Man. He said like, yeah, this bloke was standing outside his door. He looked like the Cat Man out of Red Dwarf, and <laughs> he asked him something like, "Do you know where so and so Street was?" But he was being like, you know, that expression, playing silly buggers. Yeah, like. He said it was like that. It was like he was asked. He asked him, like, "Do you know where so and so street is?" And my mate replied, but this cat man was just like being really odd, like as if he was like subtly taking the piss or something, and but bewildered at the same time. It was almost like he was bewildered that he was actually knocking on someone's door and asking him this. And yeah, so that that was like a strange, mysterious visitor. And it, it, my mate said, like, he looked sort of very similar to that cat bloke at a red dwarf like you know those sort of cat like mouth and that just uh that's just a just a strange thing but but my other friend in yarmouth like he said that once that there was this like scary bit of wasteland you know those scary bits of ground sometimes that are just like odd like there's some a bit of fly tipping goes on and probably sort of a bit of dogging maybe like because I think dog and areas attract these sorts of entities because they feed off the a, sex stuff. We're covering a dog in, dog in area next week, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. 
Well, he, he just said, like, he, wa he walked past this scary, because it was like a normal road, but with, a, for some reason, a bit of scary wasteland in the middle of it. Mm. And he said he walked past, and he saw this, like, really horrible, scary bloke standing there in this wasteland. And my friend walked on, and a few seconds later, no, he walked on, and then, like, he looked, he turned behind him, and this guy was, like, right behind him, like, Mm. And there was no way he could have covered that distance in that in those few seconds. And so, uh, quietly as well. That's all he told you. I can't have... remember what else he said. Because but... otherwise, you mate would have heard him running. Out I don't know what he said, he... wouldn't he? They so must have done it silently. Yeah, but well, I've heard there? other cases of that. Well, it's just there's no way you could have covered that amount of distance in those few seconds. Like, yeah, I've, I think I've heard or read other stuff like that. And yeah, so that's another sort of type of mysterious visitor just the scary man you know yeah. like, you, you, you instinctively know that they're like dodgy sort of horrible right are we, uh, has are this we come done? to a natural conclusion i think we've come to a natural conclusion quite a short one this yeah. week uh, we've got Cyborg. Oh, good, good hour and a half. I think Cy's yeah. on next. He's talking about Heat, if you want to go to Cy's channel. Oh, I like Heat, yeah. I've only saw it, I saw it once back in the day. Good film. I think maybe we should yeah, do Yeah, good a, film, yeah. Maybe we should do a, do a film review at some point. Maybe do some film reviews. Yeah, I've still got those films. I've still got them films to watch, yeah, that you recommended. Yeah, i got them on DVD, but I oh, have the Is that the, the ones we were talking about the other day, where I went through them with weird... IMDB collections. Yeah, I've got all them in my favourites. Yeah, but I tend while I watch these films, I tend to sort of fast forward them. It's terrible, but you know, there's only so many like 1980s horrors I can stomach. Really, it's just like because <laughs> yeah, they're um, all sort of like the same film, aren't they? They're they are much like the same. Certainly. Uh, what do you think to that? Um, oh, what was, what was one? Darklands. What do you think to that? I haven't watched it yet. No, you I'm looking forward to oh, that. Yeah. yeah. The Welsh Wicker Man, yeah. yeah. I might watch that tonight, actually. Yeah, you don't want to watch the Wicker Man again. Very disappointing. Oh, I God, it. no. I watched it with the, the jar of foreskins on the, on the counter yeah. in the local shop. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's just odd. Yeah. Pagan nutters, yeah. Instead of pagan cool people. Yeah, yeah. I was, t I was talking to someone about pagans the other day. Have you seen Mid You haven't seen Midsummer, have you? Nah. Because that's I kind think of it's a, like um, that's kind of a natural pagan propaganda, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's like a natural trio with um, Darklands and the Wicker Man. Yeah, if I can find it, I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah, it's Midsummer. It's uh, Swedish yeah. pagans. He did a few other weird ones before that, didn't he? Did he's, he do he, the Exorcist of Emily he, Rose? Did he? Did or was he that do, someone else? I thought he did. Um, uh, what what is it? He did that Black Shadows of the Mind or something, didn't he? A few... What's it oh. called? Hereditary. Didn't he do Hereditary? Oh, right. Hereditary. Yeah, that was him. Yeah, I haven't have seen you, that either. No. You haven't seen Hereditary? Nah. Yeah, it, didn't he do The Witch? Was it, Did he do The Witch one? Unfortunately, one his, unfortunately his name's Ari Aster. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's why I'm hesitant to watch... I don't really like some no, modern only, day horrors anyway. No, he's... Uh, his feature films are a hereditary in Midsummer. He's only done two. Uh, 
because I try to I try to watch them and enjoy them, but they're, they're usually crap, aren't they? These modern horrors, because they bump them down to like a fifteen certificate, don't they, to get uh, the heredi- teenage I think, mark? I think you'd like I think you'd like Hereditary. That's about to uh, actually. Yeah. I'll tell you too, if I tell you too much, I'll probably spoil it. But uh, that's uh, you'd fi- you'd definitely find that one interesting. You may not find yeah, the film interesting, they say it's but like you will ritual, find. Isn't it? Yeah, you, you may not find the film interesting, but you'll find like the themes and what it's about interesting. Yeah, because people have said it's like a ritual when you're watching it. Isn't it? It's like that sort of tries to initiate you into things, like the Matrix sort of did, kind of thing. But yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Right. So, are we are we all done? Yeah, I reckon so. Cheers, uh, chat. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, hate, I'll let hate speech. Have, I'll, let hate, I'll let hate speech have the word. Have the last word. He says, "Don't let yourself get attached to anything you're not willing to walk out on in thirty seconds flat if you feel the heat around the corner." <laughs> I don't know what he means by that. Yeah, but we'll we'll use that. We'll use 